1: Roto World Josh Norris here back again with another episode of the Roto World football podcast say it with me the most important podcast in the universe this is a short episode and a different one but it's because we're recording this on I believe it's Wednesday and it's posting on Friday because I will get it done during Thanksgiving so bear with us stick with me um, you can watch, you know, Roto-World live if you want to get a fill of Evan Silva because he will not be on this podcast, but you know, Ray Summerlin and Rich Rebar and Patrick Doherty are also on that. Again, that's noon Eastern this Sunday, facebook.com slash roto Um, and like I mentioned, Patrick Doherty is here with me for this episode. Pat, I'm not going to pick on you because it's the season of giving. It's the season of of being nice and kind. So I just want to get into like three games that matter this week because a lot of them don't matter. A lot of them is going to be bad football. So why don't we talk about the Rams versus Saints? Why don't we talk about the Broncos versus the Raiders? And why don't we talk about the Chiefs versus the Bills? How does that sound to you, Pat?
2: Neutral. You're thinking of what's the the chemical that's in the turkey – yeah, I know, I know supposed what you're just to you make mean. you sleepy. Yeah. God, this is awful. Let's have four minutes of just dead air, trying to think of it. No, I
1: I need everyone's screaming about it. Listening to this, um, tryptophan. There you go.
2: Tryptophan.
1: There you go, Pat. Like Mike Malarkey is the tryptophan of the NFL.
2: That's a good. Their pace. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what the advanced statistics say about their pace, but their pace always feels unacceptably slow Correct. when I watch them. So on a gut level.
1: That feels right. Good. All right. I'm glad you agree. Let's start with the most exciting game, and that's the Rams and the Saints. Um, Okay. We saw what Jared Goff and the Rams offense did last week against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, They were, you know, a yard away from a touchdown to get it close and keep it close. They just couldn't, you know, come up with a few plays. Obviously, the Saints defense has really, really surprised people this week. But Pat, that Marshawn Lattimore injury could be the big headline heading to this contest.
2: It could, but like to me, like the question of this game is like, what's a bigger injury going to be, Marshawn Lattimore or Robert Woods? Uh, two guys, you know, kind of one a rookie, one a veteran, enjoying breakout seasons, and so Lattimore's absence is going to loom large, especially on the road. I feel like for the Saints, but you know Jared Goff has locked on to Robert Woods even more than rookie sensation Cooper Cup over the past month. And we'll see we'll see how he fares without him. And, you know Jared Goff, so far, the season has been completely matchup dependent. Uh, struggling against the Seahawks, struggling against the Jaguars, even struggling against the Cardinals Andrew and struggling against then- the Redskins early on. Yeah, and then struggled against the Vikings where he's had, you know, huge games against defenses struggling with injuries like the Texans and the Giants and uh, earlier in the year, you know, the barely there 49ers. So it'll be interesting to see because it's kind of like – to repeat a word I just used a few minutes ago, kind of a neutral matchup. I mean the Saints have improved. But like the Saints – I feel like we've kind of gone overboard with like, the Saints improving narrative because, I mean, they yeah. have improved. But, I mean, the baseline that they were improving from was literally historically bad. So now that they have just like an average defense, everyone's marveling at like the the, the 85 Bears and or the, something. The,
1: the way to force this Rams offense not to work at, you know, maximum capacity is to react the quarterback is, is, is to frustrate the quarterback, right? It's to disrupt him. And I'm not sure if the saints necessarily have that personnel to do that. Right. We saw the Vikings do it because so much of the Rams offense has been played inside of structure this year. Like if you watch Jared Goff, his pocket, his area to throw from is completely clean. And it's interesting going to next gen stats. If you look at them on NFL.com, He has almost three seconds to throw and he's like listed around all of the mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. And then just like (laughs) Jared Goff is in there. So that tells you like, well, these other quarterbacks are able to, you know, buy themselves some time if they have to, and then throw the football. Meanwhile, Jared Goff is just getting outstanding protection. And Pat, I would, we talked about injuries. If this Rams offensive line can stay healthy, that has been the number one reason other than obviously Sean McVay, who's an absolute genius of their success this year, because again, if everything is inside of structure, the genius of Sean McVay is allowing to is is allowing receivers to get open by play design, by creation, by talent, and that's to me why the Saint why why the Rams offense has has been um, so outstanding so far this year.
2: Yeah, I mean we've it's been and this is I mean through ten games one of the better coaching jobs I've ever seen, yeah. and I've been I was on uh, Matt Kelly's podcast recently and he was talking about how we always overrate coach impact, not we being wrote world, but like just the football community in general. But I mean, Sean McVay, how can you, how can you not? Not uh, this time. Laud? Yeah. And, yes. you know, and to, uh, kind of going less need not an amazing gm but andrew whitworth you know maybe the signing of the offseason that's been him being a rock on the left side it's been one of the reasons they've been able to like uh create this safe space for jared goff on offense and uh last year it was go ahead sorry no i was just gonna then launch into a point about how the saints are gonna need cameron jordan to do some work yes uh, this weekend
1: yes and they also lost alex okafor which is um a big deal for them at least uh I will say last season, that offensive line, like at any point, one of those five offensive linemen could have like spontaneously combusted and (laughs) like ruined the offensive line. Then this year, they're just like a cohesive unit with John Sullivan and Andrew Whitworth. By the way, I mean, I would say the easy plays in this game are obviously the running backs. Um, And look, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara this year are the Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman of last year, right? It's rare that we can get.
2: They are, and I would duo, say they,
1: a starting yeah. duo in, in a single offense.
2: They have surpassed that, really. Yeah. I mean, they. This is like last year. I mean, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman in 2016 are the poor man's version of what we're seeing yeah. from Ingram and Kamara, who really have both been every week RB ones since Adrian Peterson's trade six weeks ago. It's it's pretty. It's another pretty rare. I mean, we're talking about how how rare Sean McVay's impact has been. It's been. I mean, in my time doing fantasy, I I don't know if I can ever remember uh, one team having two like weekly RB ones. Yeah, I, I know someone in
1: my league at work has both Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara on on their team, so it's interesting. Do they
2: contrive a reason to bench one of them every week?
1: Uh, they did earlier in the season because they also had Zeke. So no. so so she is now playing Ingram and uh, Alvin Kamara. You know her? It's Kristen Coleman, producer extraordinaire. Oh, oh. Um, So again, one of our finest employees, Cliff Notes here. Yeah, Uh, Cliff Notes here. I will not make a joke there. Uh, Sammy Watkins these have a big. That was 100 serious. If Marshawn (laughs) Lattimore is out, Um, and again, watch those injuries because you mentioned them on both sides. That's kind of the storyline heading in. All right, let's move on to a different contest. By the way, that one I believe has a spread of two and a half with the Rams favored because they are at home. With the Rams having an implied point total of 28 and the saints of 25 and a half that's the last time i checked maybe it changes before sunday
2: like, yeah the over under the total as has become vogue to say was like 53.5 there we go um,
1: all right let's go to the broncos and raiders uh what a mess we have Paxton lynch starting <laughs> we have the raiders offense which has been absolutely awful um the biggest storyline to me is that this Denver Bronco defense is not one we should fear anymore in terms of passing points. Reeves wrote in the worksheet that they've allowed three touchdown passes in three straight games. They're allowing a touchdown pass every 14 attempts, which is absolutely insane. So is this kind of the remedy that the Raiders passing game needs because they have talent, they just haven't been able to execute?
2: It's crazy. I saw that from Reeves, too, and I don't know what to think about that. I mean, the, the Broncos have allowed 22 passing touchdowns. I didn't believe
1: it at first. I honest. know, but
2: they're still only allowing 198 weekly passing yards, yeah. and the person – I mean, it's not like any of the cornerbacks like have fallen off like in and of themselves, and they still have um, – it, it's kind of a weird – that was a very weird stat, and I don't know what to think of it, and it's just kind of like uh, – this really is like the Bizarro version of um, of Rams Saints because there are questions here too, but it's with bad teams and like Derek Carr, I mean, mired in kind of a legitimate slump. Uh, Broncos on their third quarterback of the season. Both teams, you know, kind of like with like really frustratingly uncertain fan. Like, like should you start Michael Crabtree's floor or should you start Amari Cooper's ceiling? Uh, is there a discernible difference between Damari Thomas? Mm-hmm and Emmanuel Sanders, are they the same person, perhaps, uh, who has the lead in the three-man Broncos backfield? Will uh, Marger Lynch get more than 15 carries for the first time in like two months? It's just like, a, it's like a, to me, one of the most frustrating games of questions I've seen all
1: year. Totally with you. And, and I would say the only play that I'm somewhat confident in on either side on offense is Jared Cook. Um, I know he did absolutely horrible last week, but like, let's forget about the 33-8 to 8 loss to the Patriots. Then before then, I think he was averaging like six catches for like 87 yeah. or 97 yards in three straight games. Yeah, um, probably the
2: best stretch of football of his career.
1: And and we know how bad the Broncos are um, in terms of defending the pass. Like Demetrius Harris caught a touchdown against them, Tyler Croft, a number of others, Charles Clay, yeah, so we... on and so forth.
2: I believe they've allowed the most tight end yardage in the NFL. They have. And
1: then the second most touchdowns, uh, they're at seven and I believe the Browns are at 10 or something like that. Or the giants are at 10. One of those anyways, there's the three worst. So Jared cook is a nice play this week. Um, yeah, I mean, when Amari Cooper played them in week two or whenever it was earlier in the season, I believe it was uh, – he, he had like two catches for nine yards, and that's it. Yeah, I so, mean,
2: I believe that's actually his second best game of the year. Um, <laughs> so maybe we can lean he, on that. Another he had game. 600
1: yards against the Chiefs and then yes, a combined yeah. 12 against everyone else.
2: yards against the Chiefs, 468 out of the slot. Would and you start Amari Cooper this slot. week? Uh I'd start him I mean he I have him in the top thirty six so I do view him as a wide receiver three, but he is not it's not a week where i 'm to use another word I used earlier it 's not a week where i'm contriving reasons to get him into my lineup yeah. uh, he's someone i'm starting if I have to do it, and someone you can you you're not lying to yourself there is a possibility he'll have a big game, but to me it's just more like it's more hope and prayer territory. And I've got him just kind of wide, right on the wide receiver three borderline.
1: My uh, – what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. My auction teams this year, like I spent, what, 60% of my budget on A.J. Green, Jordy Nelson, and Amari Cooper in every single one of them. And we, we know how.
2: <laughs> there was I have this weird thing that always happens to me as an analyst, if I can call myself that, where for like basically the first two years of his career, I, I – I was I never like uh was like full on Amari Cooper Truther yeah but I always kind of faded him from a fantasy fantasy perspective like didn't pursue him super hard either the first two years and it you know kind of served me well especially last year and like I felt like I was kind of like out on front on like Amari Cooper being like super inconsistent like kind of maybe won't hit a ceiling nearly as soon in his career as people think but then this summer. I like something some probably like just some random stat I read one day. I decided to go all in on Amari Cooper and like <laughs> <This> August <thing. laughs> after fading him for like two years.
1: It uh, work out. Ha, no, it, it certainly has not worked out. Pat, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. So it is the holiday season and that means seeing family like that aunt that pinched your cheeks and asked you when you're going to get a girlfriend and the uncle that pours you one too many glasses of bad wine. So here's how you should spend that time definitely. Check out Hip Sports. That's H-Y-P-S-P-O-R-T-S. It's an app on your phone kind of combining DFS with Ultimate Team if you play that in FIFA or Madden. I'm specifically talking about the football section of Hip Sports. It's free to play. It's available in the App Store or, or Google Play and also on Facebook. When you open Hip Sports and select the football section, it gives you a starter pack. So in my starter pack, it was guys like Kareem Hunt, AJ Green, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Corey Davis, so on and so forth. But then if you enter this promo code, RWFootball17, you get an extra pack you get extra players to whoop the competition like Cam Newton, LaShawn McCoy, DeAndre Hopkins. Those were the extra three players that I got. And again, you can enter all sorts of games, season showdown, head-to-heads, and there's even a solo mode. Again, check out Hip HipSports, H-Y-P-S-P-O-R-T-S in the App Store, in Google Play, and be sure to check out the football section with promo code RWFOOTBALL17. And we're back. All right. Bill's chiefs. This is the closing one. Uh, Sean McDermott, Pat wanted to use the neuralizer on you to forget that uh, Nathan Peterman started a single game this season or ever. And now Tyra Taylor is once again, the starter with a good matchup. So he might be the best streamer of the week against the Kansas city chiefs offense that has not been able to get Kareem hunt going since basically like week three.
2: Yeah, it's a good matchup. I mean, if we're getting on Narrative Street, which we always get on Narrative Street, it is on the road, and so we know Tyrod Taylor has struggled on the road. But I believe Tyrod and you know his teammates who steadfastly stood behind Tyrod Taylor will be pretty energized and fired up by him being under center and poor, poor, poor Peter Mann getting exposed last week. Uh, I think the Bills will come out with some energy on offense, and I do... I Maybe I like Jacoby Brissett a little better as a streamer this week, but I, I really like Tyrod Taylor as a streamer this week. And you know I know Dale Rivas is coming in to single-handedly save the Chiefs defense, but it's a very good <laughs> matchup for the Bills. And uh, yeah, I, kind of circling back to your initial point, because uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, Tyrod taylor is my favorite streamer of the week second favorite streamer of the week
1: and this is Kareem hunts doug martin game from week 11 right like if he doesn't hit here yes when is he gonna hit again
2: yeah the bills are allowing 45 but doug points martin didn't hit last week yeah the bills are allowing 45 points and 213 rushing yards over their past three games come on please so yes yeah. so, i mean andy you gotta do us a solid on this one <laughs> like at least a touchdown more. or something We need more than four first half carries, Andy. Like we are, we are quite literally begging you. Kareem Hunt needs more than four first half carries.
1: Anyone like on the outside looking in excite you in this one? Maybe Charles Clay, maybe Zay Jones, uh, someone else.
2: Yeah, to be honest, uh, Zay Jones does, which he got uh, arguably got off to the worst start of any like regularly featured receiver in the NFL this season. But uh, on film, I've noticed him looking back, I mean, running really good, precise routes, gaining confidence as a route runner, you know, on the box score has been improving. And now Kelvin Benjamin's out this week. So he's going to be needed for heavy targets. And I think Zay Jones is kind of a plug and play wide receiver for who really considering the matchup. I mean, the chiefs, we know all about how bad the Chiefs are on past events. Uh, could be like Zay Jones could be like a random hundred-yard game this week. I mean, obviously, I don't have him ranked as that, but he's a wide receiver four. I think can provide the upside for a lot more. And and the rest of the
1: weekend, just to you know, uh, wet your palate, includes the Blaine Gabbert revenge game against the Jacksonville Jaguars with an <laughs> over/under of thirty-eight points. Also a thirty-eight point over/under of against Cleveland and the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it's just a rip-roaring weekend Sunday football. I mean, Green Bay on Sunday night football. Just That's one you absolutely have to tune into.
2: Um, Don't forget uh, Mizzou,
1: Arkansas on Friday afternoon. Well, this is going up on Friday, so at least you are warning everyone to stay away from their television <laughs> this Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, it's Samuel, Sa- Scott, Sean, someone named Sage, Sebastian, Steven, Seth, Simon, and this guy on Twitter who added me, Simeon. But I think he's foreign, so I'm going to say Simeon. Uh, we appreciate you subscribing, and if you have not, and that is one of your names, you should go ahead and do so. Or if you have like any of the other thousands and thousands of names that exist in this universe, like unique. Did you ever see Freakonomics, Pat? The documentary, not documentary, but just you know, it was a book before I, I it was do a movie, Josh. I do. Yes, I do know that. I listen to the oh. podcast. Um, it's
2: actually one of them. It's a book sitting on my shelf that I've never read, and I didn't see the movie. And now the book was the like follow up
1: was titled think
2: like a freak by the way
1: yes Mm -hmm. steven dubner yes i know i know freakonomics um they and it there was something like how many hundreds of people are named unique which is obviously ironic (laughs) um
2: that's an actual correct use of irony
1: there we go that's what i'm here for pat thank you for this this was truly truly special uh, again, it is a Wednesday, so if anything happens, you can check out Pat's rankings over at Roto-World. You can check out Evan Silva's matchup column over at Roto-World, and be sure to check us out on Roto-World Live, which is this Sunday, noon Eastern, facebooklive.com slash See ya.